Welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. Oh, we're double dipping on the audio here because I didn't turn it off. Okay, okay, let's ride it again. Technical errors, sometimes you just gotta flow with it, Marty. Rock on! All right. Well, this is episode number 57. And as always, we can't do a clean episode. It never happens. But that's all right. Um, We got a great episode. We're piggybacking off uh, this kind of maybe the third in an installment of episodes. Uh, For those of you who haven't listened to the episode 55 and 56, this is episode 57. And, uh, um, you know, I'm with me as always is Marty before we get to him, because he's got a great story to kick this episode off. I'm gonna give you a brief recap. 55, we talked about the awareness threshold and how we get to that, meaning go take, how do we take consumers who are completely unaware of our agency and of the IA channel and move them cr- across the awareness threshold into understanding who we are and what we do. In episode 56, we talked about uh, how um, some of our direct and captive and now insure tech competition um, push their products, their marketing, their ideas out into this area of curiosity where consumers might not necessarily be interested in pur- purchasing today, but that ultimately continues to drive the conversation and how at some point that curiosity becomes the standard and then you reach out farther. And, and if you're not and we're not, you know, the IA channel, if we're not continuing to evolve in this cycle, then we get pushed back and seen as antiquated. We we go from being the standard to being antiquated, and the, what was curiosity becomes a standard. We then morph that into, well, what are some tactical things that we can be doing? What are some tactical things that we can be doing as independent agents to combat this, to stay out ahead of that awareness curve and to start to attract uh, the modern digital uh, uh, insurance consumer? So that's where we are today. We got a great show. Um and to kind of kick this off, before we get into some of those specific tactics, uh, Marty has a great story which kind of sets the table or, or maybe gives a little bit of framework to this discussion that we're having. So, uh, Marty, over to you. Perfect. <clears throat> well, longtime listeners know uh, that we, Ryan and I, are sort of, um, we're sort of polar magnets for comments, right? Um, and sometimes they're comments about our show and sometimes they're comments about what we do for a living and sometimes they're comments about um, our products. And so um, <clears throat> a couple weeks back, uh, I get hit with an email from a um, disgruntled customer and uh, the disgruntled customer said, how dare you um, provide uh, a lead that a referral that you gave to me via trustedchoice.com to my competitor down the street. I'm upset. I sent this um, opportunity over to my um, sales guy. My sales guy called the, the customer and the customer said, no, nah, don't bother. Uh, don't bother Ryan. Uh, I've already got it with the Smith agency. Well, obviously that sort of set off some uh, concerns and and it was a very because of the because of the tracking that we can do in the in the system, you know, with the the email referrals that we send and all this kind of stuff. I started looking at the email referral because he had attached this email referral to the the email, and it was just very odd the way it was written. And so that 
uh, had me um, take a look. And, and, and one of the things that was odd about it was that it was um, at like 1.20 in the morning. So I started doing some research and I tracked down what the situation was. And so long story short, a customer who was starting a new um, charitable organization was uh, doing research at 1 a.m. Uh, for insurance opportunities, decided that he wasn't getting, uh, they were looking for hired and non-owned auto um, coverages, right? That was the that was the lead in. So clearly they, they they were aware that they had a problem going sort of tying this all in. They were aware they had a problem. They'd been doing some consideration and now wanted to get some specifics. So they reached out. At 1 a.m., they called the 1-800 number that's at the top of trustedchoice.com, which goes to our call center. Our call center answered the phone. And after um, sort of an eye-popping experience, I realized that we aren't always practicing what we preach. Um, the, the call center was able to help the agency. And what the call center did was the call center said, there are two agencies that I see that are right in your neck of the woods. I'll contact both of them for you. Uh, she gave the hours of operation of the first agency, the agency that made uh, the inquiry to me, as um, opening at 8 a.m. At 8 o'clock and 42 seconds, the phone rings in the agency on the recorded line that we have. That's how he knows the timestamp. And the, 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 the um, receptionist, you know, the, the agency was dead on. They were there. They answered the phone. Done. Great. The, the, the receptionist said, I'm really sorry. My sales team isn't in the office. I expect them at nine. Can I have them call you when they get in? Absolutely. Happy. Nine o'clock comes. The prospect makes a second call to the first agency. The agent has not arrived on site. The next call at 9.02 went to the second agency. 9.30, the first agent comes in, makes a phone call to the prospect, and the prospect's already in contact with the Smith agency. Not actually the Smith agency. That's their, we'll keep all names private part. Amazing that this took place, but what it shows is the urgency that people place in getting their problems solved, all right? And so this is where I'm going to roll this back into our discussion from last week in this process where we, where we said that, you know, there's some very critical precursors that you need to get in place um, before you start down this marketing journey. Ryan, recap them for us. Number one, source to sale. Number two, a budget. But I want to encourage a couple more things. Number one, you got to get your sales 
team put together. You gotta, you gotta get everybody on the same page so that they know what's going on. That the that the phones might be ringing. That we might be doing a marketing campaign on you know that mythical uh, mar- marinas, and and that if inbound calls come, that that's something we're trying to have happen. Right. So number one. If those calls, if you're going to set up a marketing thing, let's get a dedicated number that goes to your sales team that doesn't ring to the receptionist, that rings to people that are actually incented to pick up the phone and help somebody right now who's got a problem. Number two, you have to have, and and, and I am not um, suggesting that this agency did a bad job. As soon as the sales guy came in, he made it his priority to call the the agent to call the prospect back. But the problem was that was beyond the time frame that the consumer had given him. So you've got to make sure that when you've got opportunities that are in your hopper, that you respond to them immediately. And that means probably after hours, as we find in this example, people aren't doing business eight to five in our normal world anymore. It's a 24 seven world and you've got to figure out, I'm not suggesting you have to have somebody available at 2 a.m., but you certainly should make sure that if a call comes in at 2 a.m. that somebody's calling them, not by the time they get into their office, but when they call them at 7.30 and they check their workload for the day. Enough said. Yeah, so there's a bunch of things here that I want to touch on. Um, So the, the... There's a couple issues that we want to think about when we're setting up our business to write more insurance, right? Um, It would be amazing if every piece of business we write was a referred family member or friend who will give us every opportunity to make every mistake and still write their insurance. That would be amazing. That's not the case with inbound uh, opportunities or opportunities that you advertise or use marketing to get, right? That's just not what's going to happen. These are going to be people who don't necessarily know you. So when you think about this scenario, uh, one of the really interesting parts of it is that the fact that neither agency had an after-hour service was a problem. It wasn't a problem for this consumer. The, the guy was told that neither agency is open, but they open at this uh, agency number one opens at 8 a.m. And that as soon as, uh, and, and then, and what he did was he was prompt 8 a.m. The hours of operation on the building are 8 a.m. Not sales department gets here at nine, but our office opens at 8 p.m. at 8 a.m. So the guy called and what happened was his expectation, the expectation of the consumer was that he would be able to have his account serviced or his problem solved at 8 a.m. So the agency, again, not I don't want to knock agency number one um, outside of the fact that we have to, we, the, the, the fact has to be conceded that they did not meet expectations, right? When you say your office is open, if it's we can only solve current client problems, then really your office isn't open. It's not. Well, you, you shouldn't advertise if you can't write, if you can't write a new customer, you should not advertise that your office is open because it's not right? Client could call that time. That's fine. To have so, It's okay to have someone there. But what should the, the hours of operation should have been nine to whatever time the producers leave because the expectation was set for this client that at 8 a.m. his problem would be solved. Then 9, 9 a.m. comes, which was the next expectation. So expectations were missed twice. First on 8 a.m., then again on 9 a.m. And then at 9.30 to be upset, that the person wasn't available anymore. I mean, this guy could have gone and called a million other people, 
right? It just happened that when he came to trustedtrace.com, because the office wasn't open, we gave him two solutions because, hey, you're not open. You're not available. Access, availability, incredibly important. Meeting expectations, at least meeting expectations. Ex- you know, we won't even talk about how do you exceed expectations. We at least have to meet the expectations that we set and understand that consumers hold us accountable for the things that we say on our website and how we advertise our business. They hold us accountable to those things. You can't just throw out, we're open at eight, but only if you currently do business with us and don't need to make a policy change, right? If you want to pay your bill, we're open at eight, but nothing else. I'm not saying that's the case here, but, but, but we just have to be aware of this, right? If you play golf every day at 1 p.m. and you will not take a new business phone call after 1 p.m., you should say on your website, we are closed to new business opportunities we cannot sell insurance after 1 p.m. on Friday. We won't. We can't sell insurance because I golf that day. That's perfectly fine for you to do that. That's a business decision. It's your life. It's completely okay. I'm not judging this. I'm just saying, if you say you're open till four, but refuse to write new business after one on Fridays because you play golf, you're not technically open. You're, you're, you're uh, setting false expectations of the consumer and ultimately creating a negative brand impression of your business. Can I, can very, I real very important. Can I reel this in just a little bit? Yeah, sure. Awareness. What's one of the biggest campaigns that's out there today? Hi, this is Jake at State Farm. Is he calling at 10 o'clock in the morning? No, he's not. They are painting us into the corner again as the people who are the less convenient more expensive option. Yeah. And hey, that's the, 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 I found the interesting thing about this case. I, I found it interesting that agent number one was so upset considering that they missed expectations twice and weren't even open at the time that the customer had a question. I mean, that to me is ballsy, I think, but, but okay. It, it makes complete sense though. If you know, you, you, it makes complete sense. It, we can't, assume that our clients are going to let us, you know, you know, miss well, we won't even say mess up. We'll say miss expectations two, three, four times, but still wait for us. They're, they're just never going to do that. Those days, if that day ever existed and I can't imagine, maybe it did, it, it, those days are gone. I wouldn't wait. I'd be like, no, no, I'm going to the next guy. You, you couldn't be bothered to have a producer there at 8am. Sorry. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way it is. And, um, Yep, you had something to say, Mark. Yeah, I do. Um, I, well, I, if we're done, uh, if we're done with this, I just want to sort of roll it up into um, sort of a, a a nice tidy bow. Um, our process. So I want to I want to address sort of the underlying consumer concern, and and I don't know that we've ever talked about this on air. So I question the tidiness of this bow. Uh, it'll be very tidy. Trust. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Uh, our process when, so, so, so as I said early in the, in the explanation is our process is that we have, um, a telephone number in the upper right hand corner that goes to our call center, right? Um, today that is, that is a, um, a third party service that we are, um, that, that we pay for that so that, so that we have live bodies 24 seven. Over time, our intent is to move some of that to some of our agency partners. That's where we want this to go. 
okay? But understand what the process is today. The process today is if a consumer calls us on the 1-800 number, on the toll-free line, we then reach out to an agency and say, uh, Ryan, I've got a customer on the back line that's looking for some hired and non-owned auto for a nonprofit he's starting. Is that a risk that you're willing to take? And if you say yes, we do a warm transfer of that customer to your office. If you say no, we dial the next agency on the list. We are not in the business of farming leads out to 15 agencies to figure out who's going to do it. We're trying to put that agency with the agency that's going to help them. A consumer with the agency. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, it makes complete sense. So, so here's how you solve this problem. Uh, the, the easy solution to this problem is you... Uh, buy a couple additional phone numbers. There are tons of services that you can do that. We use a company called Dialogue Tech. They used to be Marchex. Uh, there's there's a bunch of these uh, that that uh, companies that allow you to get tracking numbers. You could track numbers like we track numbers. If you call and talk to Marty, maybe we can even um, come up with some sort of deal where we can provide you with some of ours. But the idea is that you create a number which does not go to the receptionist. It doesn't go to a CSR. That number rings to a producer, someone who can write business whenever you are, and I'm doing air quotes even though you can't see me, open, right? That the, If it's nine to two, that's fine. If it's eight to four, that's fine. If it's 24 seven, that's fine. Here's the cool thing about using one of these numbers. You can go in to a company like Dialogue Tech and literally change the phone number that gets rung all the time. So let's say you did want to be 24 seven and you had an on-call producer that you just rotated through. Right. And I know there's some workers comp and some pay issues that come in here. So don't get into the, I'm not talking about HR. I'm talking about just business operations from a sales standpoint. Um, you could go in and each day you just log into the system, bop, 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 change it to Joe's cell phone, then Sally's cell phone, then Steve's cell phone, then back to the producer hunt line and, you know, whatever you wanted it to be. You could change it a million times a day if you wanted to. So this is super easy, super simple to implement. You have a, and, and what you do is you put that particular number or that group of numbers into your marketing, right? So it goes on your website, it goes in these places. And then your main number can be for service calls and you make a clear delineation. For, for sales, call this number. For service or questions, call this number. And in that way, you're not sending new business opportunities to people who aren't compensated to close new business opportunities. There's just, you're going to have problems anytime you do that, right? You don't want to filter them through your, uh, your receptionist who has to take 40 phone calls every hour and is doing triage. You want to send it to someone who wants to try to write that business. So that's how you solve that problem. Have to be ready to handle these. Have to understand expectations that, that what you put out into the world, customers are going to hold you to that and that your availability and your ability to respond quickly is incredibly, incredibly important. One, 10 minutes on an email, 10 minutes on an email, um, and pick up the phone on a call. If you miss a call, assume that you're not going to get that person. If you, yeah, that, you know, you that was the, the one, the one specification I wanted to make sure we, we, we added was a voicemail box is not an appropriate. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not, that's we're like, not going to get on that soapbox. That's we're like lighting money on fire. Here's, here's, you want to light money on fire today? Just send a people to a voicemail box. Then, then take a 20 out of your pocket, light it on fire 
throw it on the ground, pee on it to put it out. That's that's the that's what you've done by throwing someone into a voicemail box. It's it's the worst thing you could do. And phone trees are just as bad. Okay, all right. So let's get past that. We're twenty minutes into the show. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of what we wanted to talk about today, which is um, last episode, episode fifty six. We talked about. Um, uh, one of the ways that we break the awareness threshold and we start to get independent agents, in particular uh, the channel and or a specific carrier, if you're uh, so working a carrier, listen to this, or a specific local agent, if you're an agent, um, how you get into the consideration phase when uh, an insurance consumer is picking who they're going to work with. Um, you know, our thing was if you're a local agent, you know, take this 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 uh, uh, marketing budget and we we put a thousand bucks a month on it, thousand bucks a month. So this episode, I wanted to take and say, if I were sitting uh, back at my wife's agency, the Murray Group, um, and I wanted to come up with a, an easy, easy to follow $1,000 a month budget, what would I do, right? How would I spend that 1000 bucks? right? At, with, with the caveat that we are definitely focusing on the awareness and consideration phases of the cycle, right? Sure. So uh, I did not build it with that in mind. So uh, <laughs> this is that, just, was the, that was the sure of, uh-oh, we're headed down a blind alley. Yeah. <laughs> when Marty says things on the podcast that you didn't know slash hope he would say. Um, so, all right, so we have this thousand bucks. How would we spend it? All right, so the very first thing I would do is I would go to Upwork.com, U-P-W-O-R-K.com, Upwork. It is an entire website full of freelancers, right? This is where freelancers come in. It basically has become a payment system for, you know, instead of you 1099ing people and all this other stuff, you pay them through Upwork and it helps you connect them and find the right run. And and uh, at TrustedChoice.com, we have an entire stable of writers that help us create the volume of content that we need to do. And we... We use Upwork for all of it. It's incredibly easy to use. And for about 100 bucks an article, you can get a well-thought-out, uh, well-written article of 750 to 1,000 words, okay? You got to give, give them a title. You give them some bullet points on what you want it to be about. And they do, they do 85% of the work, right? Then you get that article back. You got to clean it up a little bit, put your voice in, you know, just, just run through it, maybe add some links, picture image, but they do 80 to 85% of the work for a hundred bucks. An article is about where you should be. You could spend 500 if you wanted, but I don't think you need to go there. So since most of you listening are not incredible writers in terms of your ability to scale out, I know most of you don't have the time to write big, intense articles. Um, I would say you should get between three and four articles ghostwritten a month. Three and four articles ghostwritten of 750 to 1,000 words. Now, there's some research you have to do, figure out what keywords you have to go after. We're not going to get into that. Um, if, you, if you really want to dive into that process, and Agency Nation University, Nissa Leader, our um, SEO guru here at TrustedChoice.com, she has, she's baked all this out. You got to be a member of Agency Nation University, um, but that's a great place to dive in and, uh, and really take this to the next level. Uh, university.com. AgencyNation.com is where you can find out more. And uh, we actually have special Big Eye member pricing if you're a Big Eye member. So go check that out and uh, join the community. It's fantastic. But uh, so I would take my first 400 bucks 
and I would put it towards getting content created for my business. So Marty, I'm gonna run through this first and then I want you to come in and start to poke holes at it and that's where we can um, discuss the various things. So I've spent 400 bucks and, uh, and I've done that in getting content created for my site. That's one article a week, four articles total a month and then maybe maybe um, you or you know in this case it would be me, uh, I'd write two to three articles as well or maybe do a video. Maybe I would do video, it's a little easier to produce. Um, and, and supplement with additional stuff. But that gives me four quality articles a month, something to send people to, build an SEO campaign around, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so that's good. So I have uh, 400 bucks. This is also assuming that you have a reasonable website with a call to action on it. I mean, I, website could take you to a whole nother level, um, but uh, I'm not even gonna get into websites today. So 400 bucks. I spent my first 400. Now that I have some content... The next thing I'm going to do is I am going to purchase a $50 a month MailChimp account and I'm going to dump every email I have from all my clients. I'm going to segment them out, personal, commercial, life, whatever. And I'm also going to add email capture forms to my website. Now, you're not going to get a ton of people that are going to subscribe to your insurance articles. That's not the case um, there are tactics, advanced tactics for that using lead magnets and different kinds of stuff. Um, we're also not going to talk about that today, though I do have a really incredible article coming out about that, um, like a whole guide. But you need to have a way to email your clients, and that can't be your Outlook system. There are a ton of reasons for this, mostly because it is incredibly easy for your email to get completely blocked if you do mass emails out of like your Outlook or Gmail account. You never want to do that. Never send an email with more than just a few people on it. Um, and only, you, know, you never want to do mass emailing out of a regular account. You need to have an email marketing service. And MailChimp is the easiest to use. And it is also the, one of the more cost-effective options. Say, we'll just put a general price on it, 50 bucks a month. Okay. So, and the reason we're going to do this is you're going to write an article about why every parent needs to have a life insurance policy. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to have a great headline because you're going to learn all this through Agency Nation University because you're a subscriber and a member and you've asked tons of questions and you're writing incredible headlines. And then you're going to email that to your clients and you're going to cross-sell and you're going to write 15 new life insurance policies because you're cross-selling life insurance to your clients through this new great piece of content you wrote. Okay, you're making money now. This is fantastic. So I got $50 on email marketing system. I have $400 for ghostwritten content. That's $450 total. Okay. So the next chunk of money I'm going to spend is I'm going to take $250 and I'm going to start advertising on Facebook through my Facebook page. Now, again, there is a bunch of tactics. I have a formula that we use at Agency Nation. I've used it for the Murray Group. I use it. I help my brother-in-law who owns a renter's insurance agency quite a bit. And I've taught him this. It works really, really well. It's uh, teasing out people who've been to your website and then hitting a broader audience. There's all kinds of tailoring you can do. And, um, you know, th again, this is, this is a pitch for- advanced More of an advanced tactic. It's, yeah, but, but advertising in general on Facebook yeah. is something that you really need to be doing. It absolutely works. It's the cheapest way to advertise without fail. Very, very inexpensive and highly targeted. Yeah, and great for awareness. You can dial right into your community. You can literally dial into the members of your country club if you wanted, and only those 300 dudes would see it. I mean, it's really cool stuff that you can do. And uh, I take about 250 bucks a month. I think that would be more than enough to start. Um, we drive... 
we spend about 700 bucks a month on Facebook advertising at Agency Nation, and I'm doing between 6,500 and 8,000 visits a month, which turns into couple hundred email subscribers, email subscribers turn into trustedchoice.com advantage members, turn into university, uh, uh, people who pay for Agency Nation University and elevate people. So this is a way to, to create awareness, drive uh, engagement and subscribers, and then ultimately turn those subscribers into paying customers. It works the same way for your business. It's just a different product. So again, those advanced tactics are in Agency Nation University as well. And I am unabashedly pushing Agency Nation University because you are going to learn so really? much. I didn't yeah. notice. Yeah. You can find that at university.agency. 300 bucks left, my friend. Yeah. So I got 300 bucks left. So, uh, all right. So my next $300, I am going to go out. I'm going to take, uh, assuming I write personal and commercial, I'm going to spend um, 128 bucks on a trustedchoice.com advanced subscription for a couple of reasons. One, because uh, we send great qualified referrals to people. Two, because you get a backlink to your website from a domain authority 70 website. We are, I mean, we are cracking like the top 10,000 websites in the entire world with our domain authority. Um, again, incredibly proud of that fact. Uh, Hannah Ansari on our team, Nissa Leader on our team doing a fantastic job. Our development team doing it. great things. I mean, we, we hit last week. We hit all-time highs in organic search traffic, uh, 13,500 organic visitors in a day last week. I mean, pfft, I mean, it's amazing. And this is day after day after day. It's, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. We doubled our organic traffic from 2015 to 20, to 2016. And uh, that's 1.5 million organic visitors in 2015, over 3 million organic visitors in 2016. And what that means domain authority. And when you sign up for an advanced subscription, we link to your website. So now this really high authority website is pointing your website. That's just one of the benefits. There's a bunch of stuff, but I would spend that money. I would put 128 and, uh, the Murray group, my wife's local family agency is a, is a subscriber. So obviously I believe in it. Um, so I got about 170 bucks left. Let's say I'm going to take that $170 and now I'm going to do the boots on the groundwork. I'm going to use it to sponsor, um, charity events. I'm going to pay for uh, networking event things. I'm going to get out into the community, right? So I'm doing this great work with great content. I'm emailing people. I'm using Facebook to drive awareness in my local community. Uh, I have a great presence online because our website is ranking. Our trustedchoice.com profile is ranking. People are seeing our name. And then I'm going to get out into the world and I'm going to supplement that with my face, shaking hands, um, uh, going to events, being part of the scene. And now we're starting to create a very robust marketing campaign that both uh, works in the real world, the physical world, and both in the digital world. And when you can marry those two things, uh, man, that is where the magic really starts to happen. So uh, that's about $170, which will get you, you know, you figure if you just put $20 an event, that gets you at about eight events a year or eight about eight events a month, which is more than enough. And um, And I think... If you're going to spend a thousand bucks and you spend it in that way, you're going to see some really, really uh, significant um, return on investment. Bang. Out of the park, my friend. So let's talk about this. So at the highest level awareness, you're doing a number of things. You're out there on Facebook, right? You're, you're, at, the, you're, you're at the Grip and Grin events. Um, you're also now starting um, a, a key component using that uh, Mailchimp account, and that is lead nurturing, right? So, as the so, so we're creating awareness. But but remember, when somebody's just aware and they're starting down that process, they don't know 
They, they don't know what their problem is yet, and they certainly aren't ready to buy. And, and then they go into the investigation phase, right? And they're comparing options. They're still not, you know, they're still not ready to buy. So you've got to have a, you've got to have a lead nurturing system that's going to keep your, yourself in front of them, right? And that's part of what that MailChimp is going to do. Um, the content is incredibly important for that consideration phase because now this is when they're really they're beginning to understand what their problems are and that content you that you are writing you wrote that you wrote a, a number of articles in support of your mailing campaign right on the uh, life insurance now you've got some articles out there that are talking about the differences between term and whole and and why one is more appropriate for for, for one group of customers than the other one okay that's where they begin to say hey this agency or this 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 specific producer really understands me and my problems, and now you're getting onto that short list. So um, I think I think you've done a a great opportunity. The 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 advantage subscription, you know, all of those benefits that you talked about about uh, raising the awareness of the agency website. That's huge because we know most agency websites have difficulty ranking for anything other than their own name. Now, there's, there's a lot of advanced techniques there that we talk about, but we're not going there. So um, I think it's a very, very effective spend of $1,000 that hits exactly what we talked about in our last episode, this problem that we aren't, we aren't getting ourselves early enough in the funnel with our marketing dollars. Yeah, Marty, and it all comes back to, I mean, here's the thing, guys. I mean, this is, this is how I would spend it today, but, but I would also, and to go back to last episode, episode 56, I would also be tracking every piece, every opportunity that came into my office. I would be tracking where did it come from? Did it close? The carrier, we talked about tracking premium, revenue, lines of business, and, and class of business. So I now have a spreadsheet of every producer, every piece of business that came in. And I'm bam, 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 bam. We had 100 opportunities this month. We signed 30 of them. 10 of them came from networking events. Well, geez, you know, maybe I bump down my ghostwriting budget and I push up my event budget because I'm seeing that the content is great. We've done a good job with that, but, but really being out there and driving people to the, to our website and to our Facebook stuff, I don't need to produce as many articles. I just need to make sure the articles I have fit what I'm prospecting. I mean, there's, if you're tracking, you get, if you're tracking where your business comes from, if producers and people who sell insurance, who get paid to sell insurance, are picking up the phone and are and are responding to people, then you get a really clear vision of where you need to spend your money. This this is my best educated guess, right? At a thousand bucks, but you may find, or after six months, or twelve months, or eighteen months, that you need to add some things, subtract some things, maneuver some money. This is just five places. There may be twenty places you need to spend money. You may find. Well, well, geez, we're, we're doing so great. Let's make this 5,000. Now we can really get fun, right? We can do all kinds of crazy stuff. We can get PPC involved and retargeting and all this really cool stuff. But for a thousand bucks to get started, as long as you're tracking the business, as long as you are dedicated to spending this money every month. And like Marty said today, you have a, a, someone who sells insurance, someone who, who gets paid to sell insurance, picking up the phone and, and you're tracking this, you will know within three to six months where, 
how you need to make these adjustments. And, and that, my friend, that's how you really take it to the next level. No more guessing, no more assuming. Um, it's what works and what doesn't and putting more money into what works and less money into what doesn't. We, we, have, an, we have an expression around here, nickel bets. We are not suggesting that you're going to bet the farm on any of this. As Ryan said, this is all flexible. You know, um, you may you may have an insurance company who comes in and says, you know, we are the the greatest thing since sliced bread for this class. And you go out and you say, you know what, I'm going to sell a bunch of your insurance into that class. And you go out there and you realize you're not making it, right? We did this with one agency. They wanted to write um, Nurses Taxi. Professional. We put, all, we put an entire program together with them only to find out that we were just the price check for the, for the, for the Nurses Association because the Nurses Association had a program that we couldn't touch. We okay. also did well, this for taxis. We found out that the agent said they could write taxis in all 50 states. It ended up they could only write them in seven. And then it only only if they had certain things. And, and you know, and, and those things change, right? And, and that's why we test these things. And again, Marty, I love the fact you brought up nickel bets. This 1000 bucks a month, it should be a nickel bet for you if you're serious about growing your business again, right? Again, this is – if you were happy where you are, then – Disregard all of this, right? I mean, go on about your day. But if you're trying to grow, um, a thousand bucks a month should be an investment that makes you just uncomfortable enough that you actually follow through on these things. That's the purpose, right? If I had said 500 bucks, you'd be like, ah. But a thousand bucks for anybody should be just make you uncomfortable enough that you actually follow through on these things, which is, which is the deal, right? You have to put in this work. You can't go, oh, you know, I don't really feel like spending that $400 on the ghostwriter this month. I'm going to save it. And then then you don't get any content out, and then the, the whole thing falls apart. So I think you want to be a little uncomfortable, just uncomfortable enough that you do the work, but uh, but not so much so that you're breaking the bank or putting yourself out, and then and then track and follow and adjust and track and follow and adjust and track and follow and adjust, and, and eventually – Six months from now, 12 months from now, 24 months from now, you are going to have this program that is so dialed in, it's a cash machine. And that's what you want, right? I, you want to, that's, that's the goal. You want to have the cash machine. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw one additional thing on this and I want you to push back if it's a problem. Oh boy, this always makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I think when you sit down and you figure out what your budget's going to be, you also commit to a minimum time frame. And oh, I'm yeah, going to suggest I'm going to suggest that that's a, a minimum time frame of a, of a year. It should be I think a lot of people would push back on that especially if you're a if you're a producer, a non-decision maker in your office trying to get $12,000 out of your agency principal may be tough. Um, I would say it's not worth doing this in less than a 6-month time frame. So, if you can get your principal, so th- if you are a decision maker, it's time to kind of nut up or shut up, right? Like, you know, get in for a year, budget out the money, whatever you got to do, and get in for a year and do this for a year and figure out where your business is coming from and what works, if you're looking to grow. If you're a producer and you're not the decision maker, okay, this is a little more difficult. You have to do some more convincing and all that kind of stuff. I think if you're tracking, that's going to be a great thing for principal, right? You're saying, hey, I'm going to track this. You know, I'm going to give you an ROI, all that kind of stuff, because you should be able to produce that. And um, uh, get them to commit to you for a minimum of six. If they say, I'm only going to give you three months, I I hate to say this. I mean, you can try it, but 
you're setting yourself up for failure if you don't commit to at least six months of this, because it's going to take you three months just to get a feel for what's going on. Um, so really 12 months should be your minimum, but if you can get six, I think you still go ahead with, with a program like this. If you can get six, I think, I think this has been an incredibly valuable, um, exercise, Ryan. I think you've given some great advice. I think your advice sort of hits the concerns that I expressed in, uh, my last article. Um, I hope our I hope our listeners uh, got as much out of it as I did. Well, I'm glad that you found value in it, Marty. That's that's my goal every day: adding value to your life, sir. Uh, no, I appreciate you saying that. But he, here's what I'd love: is guys, again, this is me putting some stuff down on paper. This is what I would do if I was still sitting uh, in my desk at the Murray Group at my wife's agency. Uh, I want to hear what you think, right? Some of you do this stuff, uh, you know, and, 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 and are in there. I would love to know what your process is. How do you track where business comes from? Um, do you use your agency management systems? Do you use a spreadsheet? I just used a spreadsheet. That's what I did. Uh, and what are some things that maybe you would add or subtract from this? Come to the comments, let us know, or in Facebook, you can go there. Uh, I'll have the, this episode will be posted in the Facebook, uh, in our Facebook post, go leave your comment there as well. We'd love to hear from you, um, or, or share the episode and, and leave your comments. Uh, but it is, uh, agencynation.com forward slash podcast and look for episode number 57. This is episode number 57. Uh, and the title will be how to spend a thousand dollar a month agency marketing budget. So uh, guys, I hope to hear from you. I think this is a really cool topic. I really liked this exercise. It was fun. Uh, I'm glad we all enjoyed it. And uh, I think Marty with that, it's time to get out of here, man. 